On today's episode of The Fizz, it is just me and Ice Cold Brew Lou as Channy is out networking, trying to close deals. Me and Ice Cold Brew Lou talk about his hunting trip and my trip to the gondola at the Detroit Red Wings game versus the Penguins. We talk about those Red Wings and how we love their hot start and how this game Saturday versus Ottawa is going to be a huge test. The other big game Saturday, U of M, Michigan State. Some guys in the Fizz crew are a little more confident than others about our chances on Saturday. And then, of course, we talk about the Lions taking on the Ravens this Sunday and give our NFL betting picks before closing with a little over-under. But before we get into all that, we got to talk about Vosa. Vosa is the Michigan-made RTD ready-to-drink vodka beverage. They have a Highline beverage, which is 7% alcohol by volume, that is a little bit sweeter, has some carbonation to it, and then they also have their vodka waters, which is no carbonation, a little lighter, a little lower alcohol by volume, but premium vodka used in both products. Next time you're at the grocery store, give Michigan-made Vosa a try. Vosa, enjoy the finer things. But now, let's get into the fizz. Welcome to episode 124 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. It is 7.15 on Wednesday, on Thursday. It is Thursday, October. Thursday, baby. Yeah. Wake up, Frank. Thursday, October 19th. I am with Ice Cold Brulu, back from his up north extravaganza. How we doing, Lou? Doing good, baby. Good to be uh, ripping and roaring here on a thirsty Thursday evening. Ready to uh, rock and roll, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Chandler's out. I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't think it involves SIGs inside or KFC. It's probably something really lame. Probably Giga Simpin. Probably at Kroger right now. I think Would he's you... playing fucking grab ass with the boys over at Real Team. Is he? That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, they're all measuring each other's cocks, see what's going on. Yeah, just absolutely <laughs> talking about, like, rates and stuff. And, like, I don't know, networking, all that stuff. Yeah, big networking guy over there, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have uh, we have an on and off week. Uh, you were gone Sunday. Me and Chandler took it over. Uh, and now he's gone this week, and you're filling in. So two-man shows this week, but that's okay. Next man up, we'll keep grinding, keep pushing. Hell yeah, baby! Hell yeah! Uh, I had a nice little, uh, a nice little weekend. You know, went uh, went over to deer camp, uh, saw a bunch of deer, a couple does, some small bucks. I didn't, I didn't shoot anything. Just being a little bit more picky at this time of year. You know, there's a few tiers of hunting. You got your tier one guys who don't really go out that much. They shoot anything. It's brown, it's down type people. You got your tier twos where it's like, hey, I'll take a, a small six pointer. I've seen a couple things, but I'm not ready for the big game. But me, I'm up here now, Frank. I, I shot a nine pointer a couple years ago, so it just doesn't feel right unless I, t you know, I want to, I want to eclipse that. I want to get higher than the nine, but I will still shoot a nice eight if it comes around. But, uh, but yeah, overall, pretty good time. Got to uh, pop over to Firekeepers as well one of the nights. Watched the Monday night football game with my uncle. Uh, they had a, a Daisy's sports book over there. Just opened up in 2001. Nice little setup. So we bet on the Red Wings who fucking beat down Columbus that night. Uh, we had Dallas who ended up beating up on uh, the Chargers. And then we took fucking the Astros who lost 
the second game to uh, the the Rangers at the time. Um, I guess I didn't really know that about hunting that once you kind of have been doing it for a while, that there's kind of like tears of what, you know, being picky. I just assumed if you saw something, you, you fucking shot it. Yeah. Uh, I, I had no idea that there was like tears to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody likes a, a, a freezer stuffer, but those you can, you can shoot a doe at any time of the year, pretty much, you know, once October pass, um, so like you kind of wait to, well, at me anyway, I wait till towards the end of the year if I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, once you kind of shoot like a nice buck, like it, it just doesn't feel the same shooting a little guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, just you're above six pointers. Like you're not even, you're not even interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. It would have to be like a massive, like irregular six point rack for me to take her down. But for the most part, I'm a, I'm a seven and up guy at least. Okay. All right, yeah, I didn't know any of that, so that's good. And it's nice that you got into the keep. Who who doesn't like sneaking into the keep every once yeah, in a while? First time I've been there in uh, quite a few years. It's only about twenty five play or twenty five minutes from our place uh, where we go hunting in cold water. And uh, so we were like, hey, we don't got ESPN on on the TV. We got all local channels like NBC, ABC, CBS. So it's a little grind out there. So oh, we're like, yeah. let's buzz over to the casino and fucking tear it up a little bit. So I did uh I did also get a chance to listen to the podcast last week with you and Channy and I, I got a couple bones to pick with you guys. So one being who in their right mind, you or Chandler, thinks that they're above Sig's inside and a nice fucking broasted KFC fried chicken dinner. Okay? That's my first gripe. I don't think uh I was fucking choking on a dick here for a second. Um, I don't, <clears throat> I still kind of am. Um, I don't, uh, I don't think we're above it at all. Um, I just think we were calling you a rat or scum or something just for not being present. It's a lot easier to talk shit about people when they're, they're not around you. So that's what we were grasping onto. I think I'm not above it at all. I just wanted to call you a bag of shit. Oh, okay. Um, for not well, that's coming totally order. fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> okay, that's good. So good. I accept that. And my other gripe was with you, Frank, actually dogging on Cedar Point, and you've never even been there. You never rode one of the rides. How can you dog it, dude? It's, Place a, it's sucks. a great time. Cedar Point's top tier. Fuck you guys both. It is <laughs> underrated. I just wanted if, to state those two things. If you uh I mean, if you don't like rides and you go you don't like roller coasters a place full of roller coasters how could that be good oh, you don't for like me fun you don't like all. fun and entertainment no, i don't like nausea <laughs> or like any of that i don't like any i don't like nausea is basically well, what it is. I don't, emotion give sickness. it a try you might like no. it. i think you'll love it i went it. to six flags i threw up after going on the double loop and i was like all right this is stupid i throw up on like carnival rides i couldn't even i think i've said this before on the show like i couldn't do swings as a fucking kid because i would throw up getting off of swings like playground right, relax man playground swings. <laughs> yeah it's like make-a-wish kid stuff it's real it's bad but i get bad motion sickness or at least i used to i don't know what it's like now hey otherwise good show uh but i but i did have to bring those two points up okay fair enough fair enough um so you did the hunting this weekend real pure michigan of you love it uh good to know that the hunter on the show is like a you know is a big dog hunter he's shooting big bucks yeah tier three tier three love it um we're gonna get into the wings a little bit um because we were i was missing you last show to get chop it up for the wings because i'm fucking pumped about them but last night i went to the reason we didn't record last night 
I went to the Red Wings game versus the Penguins. I haven't been to LCA in a minute. And they hooked it up with um, tickets to a gondola. Have you ever sat up there? No. How was that? Dude, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I thought it was so sweet. So have you, like, basically, if you don't know what the gondolas are, they are, like, suspended from the ceiling. They, you have the bowl of the rink that goes all the way up to the wall. And then, like, you just have, like, from the top of the ceiling, these stands that hang down over the ice. And the view you get is full, like, you see the whole ice, you can see all the guys on the ice, you see everything, and it's full bird's eye, like, over top view. Uh, it's kind of like a video game, like, view. Uh, and It looked unreal. First, yeah, dude, like, you get up there, and at first, you're kind of like, whoa, like, you, you have this, like, sensation of, like, you're kind of going to fall forward. But then once you get used to it, it's like incredible like the views are just so awesome you can see every play develop you can see like if there's scuffles like in the corner like all the shit that's happening in the game within the game the benches like as they're jawing at each other like bumping into each other going to the bench it was so fucking cool to like watch all these plays develop and i honestly like loved it I love. I didn't even know there. that was a thing. I thought you were like right up on the glass of like right like first or second row of like the upper bowl. I didn't know that like the gondola seating was even a thing. To be honest with you, yeah, they're like suspended by themselves, and they put you in like your own box. So it feels like a suite, but there's not like a ton of room to move around. Right. But there's four seats right on like very thick glass. And then behind you is like a little bar with four cocktail tables. And then like behind you more is food. So we had eight people in there. The wings like hooked it up with pizza, wings, like all this stuff, uh, beers. It was so fucking cool. The only weird part, like the only drawback I would say, and it's, it's like totally just worth it, is when you're sitting in the seats on the glass, the glass goes like above you and you don't hear the sounds. Like you normally oh, do, like when you're at the game, like you don't hear the whistle that well. You don't hear the guys yelling or the sticks tapping or the ice cutting. But if you stand up and you get above the glass, you can hear it again. But it's just kind of like an odd little You're in thing. like a little sound box. Yeah, because that glass has got to be so th- like, but it's got to be like bulletproof because like, right. I mean, you're like, you're like leaning on it watching the game. Were you slapping it a little bit like you were in the fucking box? Dude, yeah. All the, the wives were all making fun of me because I was slapping the glass like I was on the front row. <laughs> That's like awesome. what I mean, how could you not? Like I mean yeah, it's just absolutely. like reaction. Like something sick happens, you start banging the glass. That's awesome. It it looked like they uh they hooked you up with a jersey too, huh? Dude, fucking Debrinket jersey. Adidas embroidered, so cool. And then he buries the first goal. It was awesome. Guy, that guy's on fucking fire, dude. Leads the NHL in points. He is on absolute fire. Um, Yeah, so, like, the Penguins scored, like, one second into that game. Like, no joke, first shift, like, ten seconds in. Uh, and then the Wings kind of completely took over until the Pens made a push in the third period. But um, f- through the first, you know, four games of the season, we got – a W over the Lightning. We got a W over the Penguins. I would love to know the last time we beat those two teams in the same month. Um, and if we did it recently, yeah. yeah. Like, I just, if we did it recently, then that's that's bad on me. But it just feels like those are the two teams that we've had such a hard time, like, getting over the hump on. 
Dude, absolutely. And like we were talking about how tough of a division we're in in the Atlantic, and we're fucking tied for first right now with the Senators, boy. Going to meet them on uh, Saturday, right? Yes, dude, this stretch for the wings, I feel like is low key so important. Uh, so they just blew out Columbus, who's ass. And then they go, they went Penguins, just had them. Ottawa Saturday, Sunday, they have Calgary. And then Tuesday, they have the Kraken. And I feel like that's just like a tough little stretch to see what kind of team we got. Yeah, and I was kind of looking ahead a little bit too, and like the Flames aren't aren't playing great right now. They're one one and one. They beat the Jets. They got smoked by Pittsburgh, and then lost to the Caps in a shootout. And the Kraken are o three and one with a shootout loss to the Blues as their only like tie or their point. Uh, do you have the Wings schedule up by chance? Um, I, I was did. trying to see where those games because I think we have the Kraken at home, and I think Calgary's on the road. We do. No, okay. I think Calgary and Kraken are at home, and the Senators are – that one's in Ottawa. Okay, yep, you're absolutely right. Yep, so Saturday, we're at Ottawa. That's going to be a bloodbath, I think. Like, Dude, Debrinket's they're fucking already, scoring yeah. at will, too. They're, I think they've scored five or six goals in their last three games. That Yeah, so they got – so, so far this year, the Senators lost to the Canes 5-3, to three, whooped the Flyers, whooped the Lightning – and then beat the shit out of the Capitals. Yeah. So 5-3 loss, 5-2 win, 5-2 win, 6-1 win. Dude, that's yeah. kind of like a very similar route to like what we've had. Absolutely. And the, and I saw like the Wings, the Canes, and the Senators, are they're all in a three-way tie for goals four so far this year at 4.75. That's crazy that the Wings yeah. are immediately putting up numbers like that dude scoring goals like that's what was the thing we were missing the most out of anything last year and the only other thing we're missing now which i'm seeing a lot more guys getting fights this year that aren't normal fighters but just bucking dude getting getting grimy getting hard in the corners fucking protect the goalie pound some fucking faces in yeah dude winning those puck battles and like getting those corners and being in the front of that net i mean that's what we were missing and like we kind of pushed around the pens last game um, until like the third, then they were really pushing play on us. Um, kind of took a minute for us to wake up, but I don't know. It just feels good to like beat those two teams, whether they're, you know, they're as good as last year or as they used to be or not. It's still just like to beat those teams is like what we need to win games in our fucking division. And Saturday is going to be an awesome test. What little one o'clock game too? love that dude. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So Mix we can it in with some college ball. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's crazy. Like, I'm way more excited for game five of the season for the Wings uh, versus Ottawa than I am for Michigan-Michigan State on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's fair. But we're definitely going to be tuned in for that one still. But we are more <laughs> excited and we feel a lot more confident about the Wings going into uh, into that game. And, dude, one other stat that fucking blew me away. I know we're only four games into the season, but your Detroit Red, Red Wings – are number one in uh in the power play percentage we're the top dogs dude we just got to stay healthy and keep this keep this thing rolling like i want to be fucking good this year like i'm telling you the team looks better it's just like the names that were signed like were were pretty boring you know like jt comfort goss despair i mean outside of the brinket like it's it's pretty standard but it's i think what a lot of like twitter flunks failed to realize is that we're so much better top to bottom. Like the guys we got like fill those second and third lines so much better than what we had in the past. And it takes so much pressure off the top line and it grinds the other team down every shift that's out there. Yeah. 
I agree, dude. And and we're going to get a fucking whale signing, dude. I feel it. And I know he's watching these games. And I really feel like Patty Kane has a fucking great chance of coming becoming a Detroit Red Wing. That would be so nuts. Like, just so nuts. And I'm all for it. I am so all for Patty Kane coming here. I think it's just kind of like if Iserman wants to make that call, you know? Yep, for sure. And I'm no, curious I, what he would want and how like injured he is. Um, and do you know like what is he thirty? What is he? He's at least thirty five. Is he thirty six? Uh, yeah, I want to say he's like right around our age, maybe a little bit older. Yeah, he's well, probably that, like thirty five. So he's thirty four, but his birthday okay. is in a month, so he'll be thirty five in a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need him for long. Just a year, maybe two. Yeah. I you know. know? Um, pretty cool, like with Columbus too. Just like going on the road, no problem. Bad team, beat the shit out of them. You know, that's just the stuff that that I love too. Of just like taking care of business. These, yeah, taking care of business. And then Reimer uh, with his his shutout. He had a pretty bad year with the Sharks last year. Um, so it was nice to see him get like a shutout to start the year. I was pretty pumped for him. Yeah, hell yeah, I agree. Outside of DeBrinket, who who's obviously been our clear like number one star this year, who's who's like your most like you feel good about? Who's been playing the best hockey right now on the wings? You know, uh, I like just a couple guys that like stuck out yesterday. I thought uh, I honestly thought like Ben Sherratt played had an awesome game yesterday. He put a lot of pucks on net. He scored a goal. He was shoving guys around. I don't think he's played the best of like all four games, but right. j- just noticing him like have a good game was, was solid. Um, Raymond is, is definitely bigger and you can see it. He's, he's yeah, putting he guys is. in the Fuck bench. Yeah. And he shit. Is. yeah. Um, and, but I guess the guy I'll, I'll mention here, I'm going to leave Larkin out, even though I think Larkin's played like really well, but he's kind of like the obvious one to name. I'll, I'll say Daniel Sprong. I think Sprong's done pretty well. And he's kind of like that guy who's a little tougher. Uh, we'll get in the corners. He'll fight. He'll, he scored a few garbage goals which is what I think we need a little more of. So I'm going to say Daniel Sprong. It's been good to see him uh, on the roster and, and put up a few points for us. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think Larkin's been, been – he was one of my guys that I had. He's been lights out. He has five apples, three of them being on power plays. He is absolutely feeding the cat. Um, that's that's yeah. really what we're looking for him to do, you know. And I think Petrie has looked really good on the blue line too. Yeah, he uh... – I think he had an empty netter la- or he had a he had a goal last night i believe he had a I goal think you're right yeah yeah i'm trying to remember we had a few you know a few two hearteds up in that booth yeah i'm um, sure you did how were you feeling this morning after that <laughs> i was feeling good i you know oh, yeah. i'm up i'm working i'm grinding how are you still going don't give me that shit <laughs> don't come in here and start that shit ask me how i'm feeling i feel great bud how are you feeling i'm fucking i'm fucking fantastic I'm skating after we record this, so oh, good. what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm probably going to go home and drink a couple beers, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bet on this Thursday night game. That's right. Um, other side NHL note I wanted to uh, say here, Philip Zadina on the Sharks has a couple of Genos. He might have, does he have three goals or, or two? I, I know he at least he has, has two. for two. sure. I think he does have three. Yeah, he's, he's put in a couple of goals. Hey, good um, for him, man. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. He wanted his fresh start. I mean, he he did say like, "I'll prove it." Yeah, he's got two goals, two goals. He's sitting minus two though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. not a team uh, player. We've yeah. seen it before. He's out there for himself. 
I um, yeah, I'm really pumped for the Ottawa game. I think that's going to be like a bloodbath. It's like a Debrinket semi reunion, like kind of deal. They absolutely embarrassed us last year. I really hope Lalonde, you know, has the tape going because I mean that they ended our season last year. They literally made us sellers at the deadline, and we got physically shoved in a fucking locker. And uh, Brady Kachuk was just like just laid his nuts, dragged his nuts across our face. It was, yeah. it was like so disrespectful. So I hope this year we get in there, we start fucking grinding, we put some goals up and we hang with Ottawa and it'd be su- such a statement to beat Ottawa. I agree, dude. I, I mean, that's a huge game to kick it off. I know it's really early in the season, but I mean, the next couple games that we looked ahead at, like those are easy, winnable game, not easy, but winnable games for us. And we're at home. If we can go to Ottawa and make a statement, look out Atlantic division. Yeah. Agreed. And it's just, dude, it's, you know, we're, I want, we got to stay, we got to stay healthy. Um, but we got a lot of guys in the, in the wings too, that uh, we'll, we'll get some time this year. Like I was saying kind of a couple episodes ago, we'll get some of these young guns up there and it'll get real exciting. Yep. Hell yeah. So yeah. what's your what's your thoughts on all this uh the hand getting caught in the cookie jar for Michigan again here right in right, right before <laughs> rivalry week? Man, I love trashing Michigan and dragging them, but like this doesn't sound that nuts to me. I don't even I don't know what this is. I don't know if like the powers that be for Michigan State are like let's throw some fucking dirt on them like 4 days before this game cuz we're getting dragged. Michigan State is getting dragged through the media. Um I read the, a quick, you know, article on it. And it just, it's like very, confu- it's not very confusing, but to me, it sounds like it's, it's really toe in a line. You know, it's like, I did not know that teams were not allowed to scout teams during the year. Like when you play them, that's, right. that's wild to me. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of like confused <laughs> about the whole situation as well. Like what, what I took of it is like Michigan was, from what they're saying in the articles is Michigan was sending scouts or, you know, grad assistants to these games to basically watch other teams signal in offensive plays. And then they were trying to line up the signals with the plays during film and then using that as like, they're like stealing their signs basically. Yeah. Like this little blurb I have here, sign stealing is not technically prohibited as long and has a long and colorful history as part of the game. Scouting opponents in person has been prohibited since 1994. Whether the NCAA believes Michigan was using staffers or others who may be loyal to the program is unknown. So too is whether the information was detailed via video or some other means, or if head coach Jim Harbaugh is involved. To me, it's just a lot of like, there may be something, but we don't know. Yeah. And Let's how go. is this like all coming out now? Like was, is there a, is there a mole out there like leaking information or like, I didn't see how like this all came to light. The NCAA is investigating Michigan football for allegedly violating rules. Okay. That prohibit from scouting in-person future opponents, blah, blah, blah. Um, the big 10 conference received the notification from the NCAA that the organization is doing this late Wednesday afternoon. I don't know. I don't know. This is, it feels like someone from Michigan State was just like, hey, we got some juice here. Some <laughs> let's, flunkies out there. Yeah, let's get this out. Firing yeah, off this, tweets. Yeah, this is just MSU Twitter just, like, fighting for their lives here during Rivalry Week, I think. I guess we'll have to see what happens with the whole ordeal. But, it, I mean, it just sounds like uh, the ultimate scouting rats is what it sounds like to me. 
<laughs> it sounds like yeah, Michigan just gets real close to the line of like whether it's you know buying recruits burgers and shit or checking out uh checking out scouts during the season. But I mean, either way, like it's this is fucking nothing. Nothing's gonna happen. No, Who cares? no. What? Are, yeah. What are they gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. This is just gonna go. They're gonna away. suspend Harbaugh for one game at the beginning of the season when they play fucking Bowling Green next year. Like, okay, it'll, it'll be self-imposed. Yeah, <laughs> right? we'll just do another self-imposed. He'll just keep doing this shit and giving himself self-imposed suspensions for like the shittiest teams. Keep scheduling shitty non-conference games so he can just sit out. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe they were. Maybe they were fucking cheating. Maybe they're. Hey. Maybe they're. Maybe they're hey. real rat dogs. I think I think that's a pretty pretty big possibility if you ask me. <laughs> um, yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, I will say MSU could use all the cheating they could get this Saturday because it is rivalry week, and we have had some very exciting fizz shows leading up to rivalry week. Um, we've had D'Antonio on the fucking show before. Um, we've done it with Ju, former MSU running back. Uh, this is not that show. This is no. this is this is you and me and a twenty-four point underdog. Well, hey, you know what, Frank? Let me take you back down to some better times. Let me take you back down to memory lane real quick. And Need we're it. gonna start in two thousand one with Clockgate, where Rob Smoker oh, yeah. takes home Jeff Smoker, right? Jeff oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, Jeff Smoker. Tosses it to TJ Duckett with one second left for the Michigan State Spartans to win 26-24. How about 2008, Frank? The pride comes before the fall started. MSU takes down Michigan 35-21, and the Spartans win the next seven of eight meetings after that. Pretty good fucking time. Let's not forget about one of the most holy days of the year, November 2nd. Yes, that's my birthday. In 2013... Michigan rushes for a negative 48 yards in the game and the Spartans win 29 to six and Devin Gardner is sacked seven motherfucking times. That, that was, uh, you said that was 2013. That was 2013. Yep. That's when they wore those, the worst jerseys in the world, right? Michigan. Yes, those shitty fucking like M. Yes. And the stripes on the side, on like the shoulder pads. Yes, yes, and he was uh not tying his shoes. That was like that was like the peak joke Michigan. Oh yeah, and then after that like that's when we just started rocking and rolling and this was probably one of my favorite games, October 25th, 2014, when Michigan came to Spartan Stadium, drove the stake into the field and ended up getting their fucking ass blown out 35 <laughs> to 11 that game. Yeah, and we can never forget October 17th, 2015, trouble with the snap. That will go down in infamy. Yeah, forever. I'll never forget trouble with the snap. Where I it's, was, it, it, how like, it happened. Yeah. They still pop it on all the time. Where were you when that happened? I was in I was living in Chicago and we were at a Michigan State bar called John Barleycorn and it was just full on green and white chaotic wall to wall and we um we were uh we were like basic everyone was like kind of shuffling out of the bar and i i wasn't like we were gonna sit there and sulk and we were with a big crew and i was just standing there on the tv and it happened and there's actually a video of it i have it somewhere and we all 
like mobbed into the middle and it turned into a, like a mosh pit and we all like piled onto each other and it was it was just crazy and there was like broken glass like everywhere and i was wearing this like green and white like varsity like faux varsity jacket looking thing and i it had white sleeves and i came up and it was just all red and i thought i was like bleeding like crazy it turns <laughs> out it turns out it was just like red wine okay. but <laughs> but but um, yeah, that was, I'll never forget that. Where were you for Trouble with the Snap? Oh, for Trouble with the Snap, I was actually with a big group of people, both Michigan and Michigan State fans at Blackfin. Uh, that's that's oh, actually nice. closed now down in <laughs> Royal Oak. And Michigan was Michigan was winning the whole entire game. We never yes. had the lead the whole time. So it was kind of like getting to the point at the end of the game where you're like, fuck it, let's just get wasted, it, you know, whatever, it is what it is, and it just fucking happened, and dude, it, we went absolutely fucking berserk, we're fucking throwing drinks up, we're taking videos of each other, sending it to other Michigan fans that weren't there, basically telling them to go fuck themselves, <laughs> and offer their girlfriends up for a short penny. Easy. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a fucking fantastic time, dude, that was awesome, uh, never forget that one. Yeah, that's um, like the, the uh, that's like a sporting event that'll like like an event that'll never happen again. Like I don't I don't anticipate ever seeing a finish that crazy ever again in my whole life. I don't I never seen one that crazy before that. I don't think I'll ever see one as crazy after, especially with like teams that we're invested in. You know, I mean, obviously like Auburn, Alabama was fucking crazy with that like missed field goal kick return and stuff. Yeah, like I don't I don't really have a dog in that fight. So right, this was that was just. It was bonkers. It was the best thing. They will thing live ever. in infamy, 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 infamy. Cool. Yeah. In college, <laughs> uh, in college football, dude. Absolutely. Um, and then a couple other notable fucking big dubs we had was uh, October seventh, twenty seventeen, was the first official night game between Michigan and Michigan State in Ann Arbor. Defense fucking showed out. We had five turnovers, two fumbles, three picks. Spartan Dogs win fourteen to ten. And I think this game, the next one I'm going to say, this is the most relatable one to this weekend, which is the Halloween upset, October 31st, 2020. Michigan favored by 21 and a half points in Ann Arbor. And fucking Rocky Lombardi has the game of his life. Throws for over 303 touchdown. Ricky White's with eight catches, 196 in a tug. And we win that game 27 to 24. That whole game was was the twilight zone because it was like COVID. It was yep. it was um it was COVID. It was Mel. It was like a lot of the games got canceled. Michigan wasn't playing games, and then we just beat them, being like a terrible team, and it just made no sense whatsoever. Uh, and that one was just the twilight zone to me. That made yes, that was that had to be like one of the bigger upsets ever in Michigan Michigan State history. Probably the biggest. I mean, yeah, it's rare that the point spread is this big. Yep. I and, and then the last notable one that I had was October thirtieth of twenty one. Mel's wow. second win. Uh the first time Michigan and Michigan State were both top ten since nineteen sixty four in meeting. Um, and that was a good one. I know our our buddy passed out at uh at Dan's house oh, at yeah. halftime. We were losing twenty three to ten. Or I'm sorry, 23 to 14, and then the Sparties outscored them 23 to 10 in the second half and pulled away with a 37 to 33 victory. Kenneth Walker crowned the motherfucking king. Five, you heard it, five touchdowns that game. I'm just that fucking so hoping sick. and praying, dude. That was one of the most fun of the Sparty games that I've had watching. Yes, like, no as question. Far as, 
as watching those games go, like just you going through all of those, um, that one, the overtime win versus Michigan, our freshman year, where the weather was going crazy. Like it was like raining, not raining, raining, not raining, sunny 2009. Right. That one was, that game was, that was the Larry Caper touchdown. Yes. And I was at that one. That game was a blast to watch. Obviously the 2013, just fully beat down was fucking awesome. 20, the trouble with the snap really can't be topped. And then, you know, really that Kenneth Walker one with the five tugs wearing the all greens, all the call, the, the the two really close calls in that game went our way too. Yeah, uh, remember it was Thorns like knee or questionable being down. fumble. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, God, that was awesome. And it's was just, a- it's just like we were ready to. I mean, that was the prime Tuck Cummins cigar pictures. Like Tuck's our guy. Let's pay him eighty million. Who cares? Maybe that's Jesus. why he wanted to uh, get out of there because he, he left with a winning record against Michigan at the end of yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, get get there's other ways to get out of there than, you know, jerking it on the phone. It's That's true, but, you know, and everyone has their own path, Frank. Debatable, you're right. <laughs> Teach their but, own. Hey, let's get back in those good vibes, baby. Let's have a fucking day on Saturday. Let's pull the rabbit out of our hat. We're fucking 24-and-a-half 21, point dogs going into – that game at home night game first time they're ever going to be serving booze in East Lansing at a football yeah, game fucking hey dude who knows what could happen October is East Lansing's month dude and I'm you know you and Chandler good on you after this we're going to cut to Chandler he, he has another rant prepared for us he's not on the show but he did take some videos for the show here as you guys probably heard on Sunday he was ready to get into it big time and I just I just lost my ass on the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles and I wasn't ready to talk about MSU yet. Cause I was just mad at all the green teams at the time, but I'm just being honest this year. Uh, the way this football program has played out with the whole Mel debacle with D'Antonio, like leaving late and then like not getting the guys they wanted and then doing a late shirt, then uh search and then panicking, getting Mel. It works for a minute. It doesn't work. Um, and then now he's out on these, you know, these allegations we've had a new president every 10 minutes. It just seems like MSU just needs to fucking figure out their own house right now, as far as the football program goes. And it's no secret that I'm upset with them. And I would love to be a Spartan slappy and just absolutely be like, we're going to pull all this magic out. And it's happened before. Like think of the last time we were 20 plus point uh, dogs playing Michigan. Now we're at home night game. We're wearing the all black jerseys. And I just, I can't find it in me right now. I hope they prove me wrong. I know it's be, in there, dude. I know I'll it's the in head. there. Maybe maybe I need Saturday to start and like to see the lights and the jerseys and everything. I don't know. But right now, I just I have a terrible pit in my stomach that we are gonna get ran out of the stadium. And I'm worried that with the boozing and the history of this rivalry, that it's just gonna be another bad look for MSU. So if we are getting blown out there, anybody listening going to that game, just fucking behave yourself. Act like a Spartan. Show wear the colors with pride. Keep your head up. And if we're getting blown out, which I think we will, I'm literally predicting 56 to 10 for this game. I think it's just an absolute varsity versus JV game. Again, hope I'm fucking wrong, but <laughs> I don't think I am. Uh, you know, take this one on the chin, if you will. Don't fucking you know punch a Spartan in the mouth or a Wolverine in the mouth. Don't act like an asshole. Save that for the tunnel. That's where we fucking take care of business. There you go. Yeah. Make sure you're in a tunnel if you're going to beat someone with a helmet. 
Correct. All right, what do you got? What's your thoughts on this game? Because I, I feel like the fucking, you know, I'm the loser, yeah, but I can't, yeah. I can't lie. No, I mean, I, I mean, dude, like, uh, all all the, the deck is stacked against us, to say the least. However, I can never bend the knee. I can never lay down my sword, and I will not today. I am taking our Michigan State Spartans to squeak one out against Michigan, 26-24, to 24, MSU victory. Fucking love it. All right, let's cut to what Channy's got to say about this. Okay. Boys, I wish I was there with you today. Obviously, rivalry week going to be hopefully a close game this week. And I know Spartan Nation doesn't have much faith right now, but I've got a little bit of faith. And why do I have faith? Because Michigan State always gets up for this game more than Michigan does. Michigan, obviously, looking ahead somewhat, even though this is a rivalry game, you've got Penn State, you've got Ohio State still on the schedule to close out the year here. And really, why would you take Michigan State seriously at this point? Um, little, couple little nuggets that I look forward to, or at least reasons why I believe Michigan State could keep this game close and, and possibly, possibly win this game. Uh, number one, defensively. Defensively, Michigan State much better than on the other side of the ball. Michigan likes to slow the game down. They really like to ground and pound. And that's Michigan State's strength right now is really just staying on the defensive side. They give up the big passing plays. We haven't seen J.J. air it out too much just yet. Now, I know he's had a couple good games. And at the end of the day, their bread and butter is Corum and Donovan Edwards. So with that, hopefully Michigan State's defense can come to play they're a little better on that side of the ball than they are on the offensive side of the ball. The other reason, they haven't won a game under Harlan Barnett yet. Is he going to go over as interim coach of Michigan State? Who knows? He's not really good in game. I'm not going to defend the guy. Um, but with that being said, former Spartan player, he's been on the staff for a while. He knows what it takes to get this team up for this game. And he knows that this game means more than just a 2-4 and four team against a 6-0 and oh team. He knows that this is their Super Bowl. He knows that this is his Super Bowl and maybe a dress rehearsal for a coordinator position with or without this university um, next year. Um, and these players know that this is a dress rehearsal for them. Whether they're staying at the university next year, this is what the next regime and the next coaching staff is going to look at. And if they're looking to go elsewhere... This is the film that other schools are going to look for when they enter the portal. This is their Super Bowl outside of, obviously, against Ohio State and Penn State. This is the marquee matchup. It's going to be on national television. Um, so with that, there's a lot individually for these players to play for. And if you're not going to play for you know the name on the front of the jersey, play for the name on the back of your jersey because it's probably going to benefit you at the end of the year. I'll never pick Michigan. I'm picking Michigan State over Michigan. Call me a slappy. Call me an idiot. Call me naive. But I'm not going to be one of these other spineless Spartans that says we have no chance. I will never pick Michigan over Michigan State. Okay. That's what Shani thinks. He's also with you thinking MSU can not only cover this game, they can win this game. Uh, good on Chandler said he'll never pick Michigan. Uh, you didn't pick Michigan there. It's all about bending the knee. You guys are so goddamn honorable. 
Wow, <laughs> you guys are the best Spartan fans I've ever met in my life. Good job. Um, fucking go green. You know, I just feel like we're wearing black to our own funeral on Saturday. Hey, I hear you, man. It's okay. We'll, we accept you either way. Fucking right, you do. <laughs> fucking better, fucking bitch. Right you do, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who fucking knows? Michigan's played fucking nobody, and they've played like one road game in the last four years. So, and they're spying let's... on fucking Indiana to get signals. Okay, we got to about that. That's true. That's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about a good football team that we know is good and we know is dominant. Dominant. How about that? Ah, uh, yep. How about that? How about that? How yeah, about that? I mean, let's move on. Win- Detroit, Detroit Lions head into Baltimore, Maryland to play the Midnight Pigeons. One o'clock Sunday on the road. They are dogs right now. Last time I checked, plus three dogs. Line does make me a little weary if you're looking at Team A, Team B with no colors or affiliations. But me being the avid Lions fan, having watched every single play this year along with you, we know the boys are going to take care of business in Baltimore. I really do believe that. I think so too. And and we got to remember Ravens are coming home from London. They've been eating fucking beans and shitty ham for the last week. And they Bangers got jet, and mash. Right. And they got jet lag. So I think we're going to buzz into to Baltimore. All systems are rolling right now. I am nervous about the running back situation because it even has Craig Reynolds listed as questionable. And like, Jesus. what the fuck happens if he doesn't play? <laughs> like, who's running the pill? Seriously. I mean, is Gibbs, Gibbs is going to play Sunday. Yeah, they, they said back. Gibbs practice limited on Thursday, but it sounds like he's going to play. It sounds like Branch is going to play as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, he's he was limited this week, but, it, but, it, but he's practicing. So I think he's going to play. Um, and then Laporta has been questionable the last few weeks, but I don't see any reason why he would be out. I think he's going to play as well. He was just limited this week in practice. Yeah. And we'll be all right. I mean, it's next man's up next man up. We, uh, versus the bucks. I mean, we couldn't really run the ball and we only had Craig Reynolds. So what'd we do? We just threw the ball 44 times and let our fucking MVP go to work. Um, we still got Jared Goff, who's healthy as an ox, Ben Johnson's healthy still calling plays he'll find the people we need to Amon Ra's back we're gonna be just fine uh and the one thing about the Ravens is like I do think they're a good team I think they're tough to play in Baltimore I think John Harbaugh is a great coach but they can look terrible like their offense can look like complete trash at times yep I agree I mean they lost to the Colts and they lost to Pittsburgh this year yeah Two they, pretty, I, they had AR-15 at the time, but the Colts are not a good team. And Pittsburgh stinks. They have a decent defense. But other than that, like, they're they're not a good football team. Yeah, I agree. Do you, and do you have their uh, schedule? Who have they, do you have who they've beaten this year? The Ravens? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I just kind of want to take a peek here. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? Okay, so they... They smashed the Texans to start the year. They edged out the Bengals when the Bengals were playing their worst football uh, of the last few years. They lost a horrible game to the Colts. They blew out the Browns. So the Ravens make no sense, actually. Um, And then they lost to the Steelers the next week. And then they beat the Titans, who I think are pretty, pretty ass. So, um, yeah, it should be an interesting one. The line, like I said, does scare me a little bit just because, like, I feel like you know, when they make these lines, they want you to look at something and be like, oh, yeah, that's way too much. And it feels like Detroit as a dog at versus any team right now feels almost 
like too juicy. Yeah, no, I I mean it's just it's hard to say say otherwise after what we've been watching, right? Yeah, I think that you know the big keys for for us this game is is Baltimore does have a very good defense at the end of the day. I think they're in the top six for points given up this year, so we're gonna have to come to play on offense, which we have every every week. Um, find a way to run the football. Find a way to get JMO involved deep. It obviously works. Let's keep doing it. And those guys that we can always count on, Josh Reynolds, St. Brown, keep feeding them. Let JG sit back and, and go to work. And our offensive line has been stellar. Let's just keep working on what we're doing, you know? Yeah, and I think the Ravens rely a lot on their running. And we're very, I mean, we're the best in the league at stopping the run. So that's where I think uh, Aaron Glenn, Dan Campbell are going to have Lamar solved. I mean, coming back from London, I think we're going to plug up that run game. We're going to have an answer for Lamar so he doesn't scamper on us. And then if we can force them to throw, I really think they're don't they're not going to be able to move the ball that well. And I'll take our offense versus any defense in the league any day of the week. So my prediction for this game, Detroit Lions are going to win this game 23-13. Um, I really don't think the Ravens are going to have a good time are going to have a lot of success moving the ball down the field. Um, and I think we'll have just enough to kind of slowly bang them up. I think it's going to be um, a more competitive Buccaneers game where we look like the better team. It's close. It's close. It's close. But when, when push comes to shove, we're going to end up pulling away from them. Yep. I think it's going to be more of a low scoring game here too. I like the lions 17 and the Ravens 10. Pretty close one. All right, let's go to the pick from Channy. His thoughts on the Lions. As for our Detroit Lions, oh, he's a hater. He's a hater. He's a hater. No, I have journalistic integrity is what I have. And first and foremost is my job as a journalist. I have to enlighten the Fizz Army and make sure we're providing the truth to you guys, not just slappiness. And unfortunately in this slot, I think the Lions are going to go down this week. Ravens coming off of a somewhat lackluster game that they won in London. Lions coming off four big victories, which include some big road victories. The truth of the matter is this is the NFL, and unfortunately you can't win every game on the road, and you can't win every game in a season as a whole. I think this is a spot where the Lions are just going to have one of those off games because they've been playing perfectly these last four weeks. Give me the Ravens to beat the Lions this week, 23-17. to 17. I hope I'm wrong. I'm rooting for the Lions. But, hey, my job is to be a journalist first and foremost. All right. That's what Chaney's got to say, you know. It's a little ridiculous if you ask me. In the in, with the Michigan State stuff, he talks about uh, you know how he's a slappy, but it's okay. He's a slappy, and he won't bend the knee to anyone. And then, and then he does this whole like I'm a I'm a legit journalist in this in this second take here, and pick I'm not side, I'm not I'm not a plain slappy. I'm not gonna side, buddy. I'm not gonna pick I'm not gonna pick the Lions just because they're the Lions. But he'll do it if it's the Spartans. I mean, and hey, teach their own. But I don't know, Chan. I don't know. Yep, yep, Dicey yep. at best. Yes. Dicey at best. <clears throat> All right. NFL week seven. Uh, what are we looking for? What, what, what notes do we got? And then we can do a couple picks. What are we thinking? 
Well, uh, one game that I'm kind of looking forward to is it's kind of a dumpier game, but I think it's going to tell <laughs> us about the Rams is uh, okay. Pittsburgh going into L.A. Um, Pitt, the Rams are giving three to the Steelers. Let's see if the, the Stafford and the boys can get it done against a good defense and see if they're kind of for real on that side of the ball. Yeah, I agree. That game is like a complete mystery. You know, like I keep kind of saying the Rams are feisty and then like the Steelers are just a perpetually 500 team, like no matter what, it's like they won't go two above or two below. So I'm I'm very curious about that game as well. Um, obviously the marquee game of the week. I Well, no, it's, it is obvious. Dolphins at Eagles. Um, this is one of those games that everyone's just been waiting for to see who is, you know, legitimate of these kind of top five teams. And I'm very curious to see how the Eagles and Dolphins match up. Cause like we've said, the Eagles don't look like they've played their best games, uh, thus far, but they're still five and one and the Dolphins just put up a thousand points all the time. So I'm curious to see how these two actually match up. I think the Eagles D line is fantastic, but two has been awesome this year. So um, if you can get the ball out to Tyreek, you know, anything's possible. Yep. No, I hear you. Um, and then the other game too, that, that, that's kind of interesting is the chargers visiting the uh, chiefs at Arrowhead. What, I don't know what the chargers deal is. They need a new offensive coordinator cause they have weapons there and they just can't seem to get the ball in the end zone. And Kansas city seems like they are back to the old Kansas city and, and they're firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, an absolutely colossal game for the Chargers. You know, huge swing here. You win your three and three. You're right in the mix of the division. You lose. You drop the two and four, and then the Chiefs are six and one, just pulling away again. So, monster game. We're gonna find out if uh, the Chargers are a team this year and if they have any guts whatsoever. Um, but you, you're crazy if you think, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers to win that game in Arrowhead. I think they keep it close. In fact, let's just let's just fade right into our our picks because that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Because that's taking, really the only other games too. Yeah, and I'm taking the Chargers in that game. Uh, me and me, you and Chandler discussed it before. That five and a half is the fishy number, and when you see that fishy number of five and a half, you always take the dog. So that's what I'm doing here. I do think the Chiefs are gonna win this game, but I think they're gonna do it by anywhere from one to one to four points. So I got the Chargers covering that five and a half number. Um, it's kind of a ballsy one, at least for me. I'm normally a fucking chalk guy. So I'm taking the dog Chargers five and a half at Kansas City. Or yeah, at Kansas City. That's my first I like pick. it. I like the pick, Frank. I like it. That's a little on the uh, on the other side of the fence for you, for sure. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll get back to it with my little Okay, one. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure you're all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go back to one of the games that, that I was talking about earlier is uh, Pittsburgh at L.A. I am going to ride with the Rams here in this one at minus three. I think Stafford and the boys do just enough to cover. Pittsburgh, like, sucks ass on offense. I just don't see how they keep up. So I'm going with the Rams on that one. Give me the Rams minus three. All right. I like it. I like that pick a lot. Um, were they were they bye week last week, too? L.A. was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick. That's a good one. Um, okay. For my other pick, we're going to go back to the well. We're going to go with a real chalky pick here. Uh, last week, the favorites in the NFL shoved me in a locker, broke my heart, made me cry. Uh, that was San Fran and the Eagles. I was very happy for the Lions to tie the best record in the NFL, but I was not happy to lose the bets that I lost on those fucking teams. So 
but I ain't giving up. I'm going right back in it. And what I'm doing is I'm taking the Buffalo Bills going into New England as minus five favorites. The Patriots are a bottom three team. They are terrible. They are awful. And to be honest, I don't think Gillette is going to be an advantage for them because those fans are angry, they are mean, and they are bored and fed up. Um, so I think there's actually more pressure when those bad teams and those bad offenses play in front of their home crowd. So I got the bills who did not play good last week against the giants in prime time. Look for them to bounce back and beat the doors off of the new England Patriots. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go down to Tampa where the Atlanta Falcons are taking on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, obviously Rough week for them last week against your own Detroit Lions. I think that they got a little fire under their ass now. They're going to come out to play. Baker's going to get it done. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half. Okay, I like it. And now let's, I think, so Channy pre-recorded his pick, so I think we got some overlap, um, which is, you know, it's fine. It happens. Uh, Not ideal, but it happens. So Channy, let's listen to those picks. All right, dope. Got his picks in, couple of overlays, no big deal. Um, but yeah, that's what we got. Looking forward to the week. Do you want to close her out with a little over-under here? Let's close it up. All right, awesome. Shout out, Jerry, for being on top of your game today. Um, I forgot to text you, and you were right on it. Knew that we had a little uh, Thursday recording going. We don't normally record on Thursdays. Um, but here we go. Update on the Hornies, it says here. Uh, LGRW. Hornies get their second best player back to the playoffs because idiot dad got a lawyer <laughs> and scared of OSHA. I still hate this guy. Okay. Um, fucking nuts. The I Hornies... love how Jerry's just blasting this guy openly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, and this is just, we just put this on the internet, but I mean, yeah, I don't know who's listening in Kirtland, Ohio, but um, yeah. Hey, you'd be he, surprised. Jerry's just body bagging this guy, but I'm glad the Hornies got their kid back. So, Go Hornies, Hornies. Yeah, need that guy. All right, number one on the list, Lou, you are up first. Number one, Haunted Houses. Haunted Houses. I am going to go with, my girlfriend loves going to Haunted Houses, and, like, they're just so not great all the time. Like, there's very seldom Haunted Houses you go to that you're like, man, that was pretty sick. That was was well put together. I'm going to go with Haunted Houses are overrated. I can, I respect that. I'm not like a full devout one. I haven't been to a haunted house in so fucking long. So by default, they probably should be overrated, but I've always enjoyed them when I did go. I always thought it was fun. Uh, always a little more than you want to spend, but I respect people putting them on. Uh, I think they're fun and I like to go to them. I'm going to say underrated. I like haunted houses. Okay. <laughs> Number two, country clubs, country clubs. Uh, I am going to say country clubs are overrated. Uh, I am not a country club guy. I have spent some time with friends at country clubs. I love going to them as a guest. Uh, but when I hear how much they cost and what the reoccurring dues are and all of that, uh, it's not something that I'm at a point where I can spend money on that sort of thing right now. Um, so just basically that price and all of that, I'm going to say is overrated for country clubs, but I will say going as a guest, it's always very nice. Buddy, I was smoking cigarettes inside, eating fucking KFC. You think I'm going in the country club vibe? I yeah. don't think so. 
I agree, dude. They're like, you pay all these fucking fees for a country club, and then you still have to pay for a cart. You still have to pay for booze, and you have to spend X amount of dollars at the bar or at the restaurant while you're there. I don't, it's fucking stupid. I guess if I was loaded, I had enough money to like be at a sick country club, I would, of course, do it. But right now, overrated. Yeah, I think it's it's probably one of those things truly where if you have the money and you're part of the club, you know, you just like love country clubs. But if you're on the outside and you're not, it's not part my of it, people either, dude, they're just yeah. fucking snooty, you know? Yeah. Number three. This is you, right? Winter, winter, winter. I actually like winter, dude. I think winter is underrated. There's a lot of great activities you can do. We're both hockey guys, snowmobiling. You get to like some sick scenery to look at when you're up north. All the snow is sticking to the branches of the trees. Um, (laughs) Ice fishing. There's a lot of stuff you can do in the winter. Underrated. I've always said about winter, I hate winter unless I'm doing winter-related activities. So, I mean, but if I'm going to Ignis playing pond hockey, it's awesome. If you're doing shit outside specific for winter, champagne showcase, awesome. Basically just hockey, ice fishing, all those things rock. I'm not going to dog winter. I'm going to say winter also is underrated. And it just makes summer that much better. Without a doubt. And, uh, you know, it's just part of Michigan. So you got to, like, if you don't want to deal with winter, you can't live here. You know? Yep. And it gets dragged so hard that it's got to be underrated. All right. Number four, um, active athletes hosting podcasts. Uh, I think this is overrated. I think this is like crazy to me. And it seems like so many athletes have this. And it's wild to me that they host mid-season podcasts. I just think it's so different from when we were growing up and like when our dads were growing up. The, The amount we get FaceTime and know these players. Like the amount of stuff that like the players have to do for like the social teams and stuff like has to drive them crazy. And it's wild to me that they have like these podcasts and like, we know so much about them and we're so ingrained in their lives. Um, When back in the day, like, you know, you just kind of saw them out on the ice, you do a little post game interview and like, that was it. Um, So I don't really like the, the mid season podcast. I don't know why I just, I don't really like it. It's like the middle of the season. You should just be like playing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's no. like not a big deal. I just like, I it, it's, there's something about it that's weird to me. Over I, yeah. I don't have any beef with them having a podcast, but like while you're in season, I, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, for example, like Mika Parsons chirping George Kittle for wearing a fuck Dallas t-shirt after the game. It's like, Dude, that's like between you and the locker room guys. Like, why are like I feel like they're all just airing out dirty laundry all the time. And like, dude, fucking focus on like your team. And like, you can make that type of shit personal. But like, when you're going on the web talking to a bunch of fucking schmucks out there, it's like, just fucking no, just stop, yeah. dude. Just yeah, play I don't know. You know, like, keep that within the locker room, dude. Put that on your fucking bulletin board when you walk out for fucking Sunday's game against San Francisco next time. Like, you don't have to fucking air all that shit out that you're crying and whining and that's making it personal to you. And, like, that's just one example to me. Yeah, and I just don't like the, like, uh, you know, Jason Kelsey said, what about the Baltimore Ravens this week? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's odd to me. It's just, in-season is weird. Uh, (laughs) Jerry. Uh, all right. Is it me or you? I kind of forgot. You, I think it's up. you. It's me? me? Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's me. It's you. It's oh, me. it's me. Okay, yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, number five, using sex toys. 
over or underrated? Uh, I I really don't dabble in the sex toy game too much, so I'll say overrated. However, I'm always down to try something new. Great. Uh, Yeah, same boat. I'll just echo exactly what Pizzo said. I don't use... Uh, don't use them that much, but hey, you know, if anybody wants to send them some free stuff, I, we can try them out on the podcast. <laughs> if that sounds good to everyone. All right, cool. Well, that's all we got. We're running on fucking sex toys. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 124 of The Fizz. We got a big weekend coming up. Michigan, Michigan State. Wings are playing uh ottawa and then we have baltimore lions it is a fun time to be a detroit sports fan and we'll be talking to you guys throughout the rest of the season and we appreciate you listening if you're on spotify give us a five-star review if you're on apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review and then as always the best thing you can do for us is to send this to a friend of yours let them know you're listening and that you like listening to us or that you don't like listening to us but if you send it to them they'll be listening to us and we appreciate you sharing the podcast So thank you very much, and we will see you guys on Monday. Peace. See ya.